All right, Celtics fans, we are back with another episode of Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. I'm your host, Guy DiPulcito, and the Celtics fall to the Rockets, 111-109. This was within within grasps, and the Celtics couldn't pull it off. This was a, a tough loss. Had a couple good performances, a couple of terrible performances. Uh, we're going to dive into all of it. Uh, going to follow today's podcast, same as usual. Run through play of the game, run through some of the highs, some of the lows. And to get things started off here, uh, there's really only one person that you can give player of the game to, and it's Jalen Brown. This guy came out firing, was hitting absolutely everything early on, and continued that. And the best part about his game was that he was super aggressive getting to the rim. He ended the night 43 points, five rebounds, two assists, a steal, a block, only turned the ball over twice, and was 16 of 25 from the field, four of 10 from three. But this guy just went out and was hitting everything early. He had nine points at the end of the first quarter. He had 21 at half on nine of 13 from the field, two of three from three, uh, and then had 26 points after the third. So added another five in that third quarter uh, and then blew up in the fourth quarter, had added another, what's that, 17 points in the fourth quarter. And the part that's, again, frustrating about this loss is despite Jalen Brown having 17 points, In that fourth quarter, he did not get the ball in the very last play of the game. And they definitely, they tried, they tried to get it to him and it just didn't work. It didn't work. They went to Tatum, Jason Tatum misses a layup. Uh, So listen, Jalen Brown had a phenomenal game. They should have tried a little bit harder. Every time they run that play, it always goes to Jason Tatum, who is in the backcourt, right? Put Jalen Brown in the backcourt. If that's what the if that's the play you want to run, put JB back there. There is no reason for Jason Tatum, who was eight of twenty-two, missing a million layups, missing a ton of threes, to be getting the ball in a situation where Jalen Brown was making everything he was taking all night long. He was super aggressive made it to all of his mid-range spots and was hitting at a high clip. Seven of eight from the free throw line. He was aggressive. This is the guy that you should have went to down the stretch. They didn't. They paid for it. Uh, Outside of Jalen Brown, like I said, we had a couple of good performances. Malcolm Brogdon was the other one. 20 points, two rebounds and assists, five of 11 from the field, three of five from three, hit all seven of his free throws, Malcolm Brogdon played really well in this one, and a lot of it came down the stretch as well. Uh, You know, he had a couple of huge, huge plays. He had that big defensive stop uh, and then was fouled uh, after Missoula challenged uh, the play, hit both the free throws to make it a five-point game with two and a half left, and then had that huge and one to make it 106-104 with a minute 44 left. So Malcolm Brogdon stepped up in a couple of huge spots and 
gave the Celtics an opportunity. Defensively, he was great down the stretch. Added in two steals, uh, again, one of which Missoula even challenged at the end. So Malcolm Brogdon, Jalen Brown stepped up, played great games. Outside of that, though, you've got a bunch of guys that did very little. Very little. Uh, that's honestly the only the only positives you can take from this is the fact that JB, Malcolm Brogdon, played a hell of a game. Outside of that, not a lot to look at. You know, we got out-rebounded. We didn't move the ball. The assist numbers were extremely low. Uh, the three-point percentage was abysmal. The field goal percentage, also bad. Uh, we gave up 15 offensive rebounds. We're out-rebounded by 10 t- total. Uh, it's just, it's bad. Gave up 22 points off 14 turnovers. That's it. Honestly, let's let's dive into some of the negatives. I feel like I'm already doing it at this point. Really not much positives uh, to take from this. So before we dive into some of the negatives, which we kind of just talked on, uh, take a, a quick word for our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Hopewell Hemp Farms. Hopewell Hemp Farms is your only source for the highest quality American-grown hemp products. If you're like me and love to be active, whether that's playing in an adult softball or basketball league, or your level of activity is limited to yard work, one thing is for certain. As you get older, joints start to hurt. Well, I turn to Hopewell Hemp Farms Body Butter to relax those joints and their amazing tinctures to help me fall asleep. Check them out at HopewellHempFarms.com today and stock your nightstand the only way I know how. Looking for an agent to help you buy or sell real estate? George Dimas at PD Properties is the agent for you. Sell now for a flat 3% commission on the sales price. PD Properties utilizes the most current marketing techniques and strive to put more money in your pocket. If you're looking to buy, call now and George will be with you every step of the way until you find a property you're able to call home. Serving the North Shore and beyond, call George Dimas with PD Properties today at 781-913-2290. That's 781-913-2290. Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go to the app, opt-in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. And to make this even sweeter, for all of you massholes out there, DraftKings is officially live in Massachusetts. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly, win or lose. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so let's dive into some of the negatives here. There's only one place to start, and it's Jason Tatum. Uh, Stat line, 22 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. Doesn't seem that bad, right? 8 of 22 from the field, 2 of 10 from 3. Now, you take out a very efficient third quarter from him. He was 5 of 7 in the third. And both of his misses came from three. So he was 
he had a three-pointer that he made. He was one of three total from beyond the arc in that third quarter. He went from nine points at half to 22 after the third. So do the math there. 13 points in that third quarter on very efficient numbers. Five of seven in the field. Uh, and all of it came because he was super aggressive. Why is he still continuing to shoot three after three after three? Two of ten tonight. Jason Tate, this is this has been him since the all-star break. Like we're so used to seeing Jason Tatum come out after the all-star break post all-star break and just light up the league. And God, we are seeing the absolute opposite of it. And again, it's not something I'm, I'm overly worried about, but at some point you gotta put together consistent nights and we're just not seeing it whatsoever in this one. You know, the part that frustrates me even more about this loss on top of Jason Tatum, you know, really putting together all overall terrible performance is the fact that in that fourth quarter, he took three shots, missed all three of them. And one of them was the game tying layup at the very end. Like it's unacceptable. It's absolutely unacceptable for your superstar MVP candidate, right? To go out here and throw out an absolute dud of a performance on top of that he had four turnovers this guy could not hold on to the ball whatsoever tonight it's a really really bad performance from jason tatum again take out that third quarter where he was super aggressive and this is one of the worst games we've seen from him in a long time like it it's just unacceptable for him to be playing like this and honestly you after jason tatum you got marcus smart there too this is, I don't know what is wrong with Marcus Smart, but since his injury, he is nowhere near the same player. And I talked about it after last podcast as well, after last game, where he's deferring too much to Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, letting them be the facilitators. Marcus Smart is turning into a catch and shoot guy. That is not his role. Two of seven from the field tonight, six points. Two assists, four turnovers. Those That's a stat line that should absolutely never happen, right? Got in foul trouble, fouled out, actually, of this game. One of them was at the end when you know we were fouling on purpose, so it's not like he probably wouldn't have fouled out. Uh, but this is just a, it's a bad performance. And then, honestly, as good as Derek White has been in spurts, for actually, I can't say in spurts, as good as Derek White has been almost all season long, Tonight didn't really do much either. Nine points, four of eight from the field, one of three from three, wasn't aggressive, got in foul trouble. He had five fouls in this one. And it's just another game where you're looking up and the Celtics just could not pull it off against a bad team. They are 16 and 52 after this win, the Houston Rockets are. The Celtics are doing a really, really good job of playing up and playing down to whoever they're playing. And you can't do that come playoff time. And obviously we're not there yet. I know that there's, you know, another notch that some of these guys, you know, Al Horford specifically that can take their game, but this is one of those games that you should absolutely beat the hell out of Houston. Like you're in a race for first place. And honestly, at this point, I don't even know if it's possible. 
I don't know if the Celtics have enough games left with the way that the Milwaukee is playing to make a run at first place. If they do, it's going to be very close, very close. Uh, outside of that, though, I mean, you've got Al Horford played 31 minutes in this one defensively, thought he was really good. Uh, he had a huge stop forcing the jump ball with uh, with Jalen Green down five with a minute 50 left and then won the jump that led to the the Brogdon and one that I was talking about earlier that got us within two. So Al Horford had a couple of big plays defensively, had a steal, had two blocks. Uh, but again, 31 minutes, one of three from the field, missed both of his twos. It's not enough. It's not enough. And then you've got minutes, you know, Grant Williams played eight minutes, had a turnover, didn't really look good out there. Blake Griffin, eight minutes. Actually, I'll give him a little bit of credit. I thought he was fine. Four rebounds, two assists. He was moving the ball well, got a couple got a couple guys going. Fine, good for you. Sam Hauser, though, 20 minutes tonight, was a minus seven, two of eight from the field, one of six from three. And this is a guy that I've said looks like he's got his stroke back, started playing well again, was hitting shots. Nothing was falling tonight. This was a game where the Celtics went out and shot 12 of 42 from three. The only person, actually the only two people that shot well from three, Malcolm Brogdon, Jalen Brown. Coincidentally, the only two players that actually did anything tonight. You know, both of them hit seven free throws, both of them 20 plus points. I mean, Jalen Brown, 40. It's ridiculous how well he played today. And for us to still not pull this game off is just mind blowing. But you look and see the Celtics falling into the same trap that they've kind of, it's live and die by the three, right? Two of 10 from Tatum, 0 for 2 for Horford, 1 for 5 for Smart, White, 1 for 3. Griffin, 0 for 1. Hauser, 1 for 6. Like, all of those guys combined, it is the absolute most miserable game of basketball to watch. 28% from three. And like obviously, like, we shot 44.8% from the field. So it's not like we shot lights out from two either. But when you're taking, you know, half of your shots from three and you're shooting 28%, it's pulling that number down. A lot, right? 19 assists on the night. You got to get more from these guys. Like I said, I talked about Marcus Smart deferring to Tatum and Brown. The usage rates need to flip-flop a little bit. Marcus Smart needs to have the ball in his hand. He needs to facilitate more. Otherwise, you're just putting yourself behind the eight ball. Moving him to a, a shoot first guard is not what you want. You want him running the offense. And this is not what the Celtics are doing right now. All at the beginning of the season, this is why the Celtics were so good. You had Marcus Smart, Brogdon, Derek White facilitating the offense. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown played within the offense. They weren't seeking out ISO buckets. They were taking a three if it got to them. They would attack it was a it was a 0.5 system same thing that Derek white's been doing all season long within a half a second they're either putting the ball on the floor passing or shooting and they were doing that in the beginning of the year it's not what's happening right now jason tatum jalen brown both going iso a lot 
it works sometimes. Jalen Brown is more aggressive than Jason Tatum more often than not getting to the rim. Uh, Jason Tatum has, you know, been a really good shot maker at times. But this is a game where the shots weren't falling, but he wasn't giving up, and he kept throwing them up. Get guys involved, move the ball, stop shooting the threes. It's not a coincidence that the third quarter that he actually played really well in, five of his makes were at the rim. Not a coincidence. You are at your best when you're driving, being aggressive, getting to the free throw line. Earlier in the season, he was averaging set like seven uh, free throws a game. You're not getting seven free throws a game if you're taking a million threes. Put your head down, be aggressive, get to the rim. It's as simple as that. Uh, I don't know. Outside of that, I mean, we talked about it a little bit earlier. The Achilles heel of the Celtics team, offensive rebounds. We gave up 15 of them tonight. It led to a ton of second chance points for the Houston Rockets. Past the second chance points, which again, that was probably the biggest reason that the Celtics lost this game. Uh, We turned the ball over 14 times. Kept that number low. However, our transition defense was abysmal. 22 points off of those turnovers, uh, 11 of them coming in fast break. So the Celtics did not get back. The Celtics were just lazy at times. And you got to give a lot of that blame to Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart. They had, between the two of them, had four turnovers each. So eight of the 14, just them two. Right? The Celtics have a lot of things to clean up. And at this point, After the all-star break, this is when most of the teams are trying to be at their best. This is when they're trying to play their best basketball, get ready for the playoffs. And the Celtics seem to be going backwards. And I'm for the majority of the season have been, you know, glass half full, very, very, you know, happy with the way that this team has played for the majority of this season. And obviously there are flaws but the Celtics need to figure it out and they need to figure it out quick. Some people are saying play in tournament. Here we come. I don't even think that's physically possible for them to make the play in tournament. It's a dumb comment. Uh, This isn't a team that's going to lose early. They're going to win their first round matchup, regardless of who it is, but they need to figure it out because you're not getting past a team like Philly. You're not getting past a team like Milwaukee. If you're playing this brand of basketball and I know they can get up, I know they can get up against their good competition, uh, but they also play down to it. And if guys come out and just take a win for granted, they'll get caught in a trap. And these are the things that the Celtics desperately need to fix. And I don't know if this is a, like they need a slap in the ass from, you know, Joe Missoula, I don't think that's it because at the end of the day, like I, I think the effort that they played with tonight was fine. I just think it's a matter of mindset and they weren't as aggressive getting to the rim and they weren't moving the ball as well. Jason Tatum needs to get his head out of his ass. He can't play like this. Uh, so that's that's it. I mean, it's a it's a tough spot that the Celtics have kind of put themselves in. And, you know, congratulations, I guess. But Damon Stoudemire, 
the head assistant coach for the Celtics just accepted a, a head coaching job at Georgia Tech. And today was his last game. Right. So we sent him packing on a loss. And, you know, he's another guy that can keep these guys in check. He's a former player, did it at a very high level, and now he's gone. So I was kind of hoping this to be an absolute blowout victory to send him off on a high note. And it was the complete opposite. And I'm curious to see how the Celtics respond to this, you know, because next game he will not be on the sidelines. So the Celtics staff got a little bit smaller, a little bit weaker. Don't like to see it, but this is where we stand at this point. Uh, that is where we're going to wrap things up for today. This is a, another tough loss. 111-109 to the Houston Rockets. <sighs> Frustrating. Uh, that's where we're going to wrap things up. If you haven't done so already, guys, make sure to follow me on Twitter at NBA Celtics Guy. Uh, follow our Facebook page, Boston Celtics Till I Die, and our YouTube page, Boston Celtics Game Day Recap. Have a great night, Celtics fans. We'll talk soon. Yeah, you couldn't help it. I know you felt it. Green and white, white and green. Who are we the Celtics? Who are we the Celtics? Who are-